and welcome to the beautiful game Euro 16 podcast. We're taking a look at the quarterfinal clash between Poland and Portugal at the start of Velodrome in Marseille. My name is Matthew Marshall and very happy to be joined by Vasco Mota Pereira from Portugal.net. Let's talk about Portugal, Vasco. They did it the hard way against Croatia, really getting dominated in the opening stages of that game, which turned into a very tight affair. Really opened up in the last 15 minutes with Quaresma getting the goal a couple of minutes yeah. from time. How did you see that game, Vasco? Well, I've, I, I saw it the same way I saw the, the first three with, with some concern, to be honest. Um, I still feel that, uh, especially after watching Italy the other day, uh, it made me abundantly clear that you can, despite all the, all the time that coaches uh, of national teams don't have, I think it's still possible to have some sort of a plan in place and I'm still a bit surprised that Portugal seem a bit disjointed. Well, Fernando Santos has been constantly tinkering with the formation and lineup throughout the tournament. Vasco, what's your assessment of that? I don't have anything against that. Uh, if it's if it has been practiced enough uh, with drills, with everything, if if everyone is uh, very aware of what they they're supposed to do, and to be honest, I watching Portugal, it never looks or it never feels that everyone knows what they have to do. Let's talk about a couple of players. Raul Moutinho come mm-hmm. under a little bit of criticism. My my assessment is that, you know, the, the t- tinkering with the formation hasn't helped him, especially, you know, going from a four-man midfield to a three-man midfield. When he conceded yeah. the first goal against Hungary, he, he looked lost and didn't really know what to do. How, mu- how much do you think this tinkering of the formation is affecting his performances? Yeah, I, I think you, I think you spot on uh, because, uh, to be honest, I think Moutinho is a wonderful player, to, but he has to play in a specific um, formation. And in my view, it's the four-three-three, where he has uh, like a proper holding midfielder behind him, and he has uh, some sort of a creative midfielder, like he had, for instance, at Porto, a creative midfielder beside him. That so so the so the midfielders can sort of complement each other. Uh, I think, he, like you were saying, I think he gets a bit lost whenever he's not uh, in that specific environment, uh, which in turn makes him look a bit less productive. I would prefer a midfielder, a midfield of of João Mario, uh, João Moutinho, and for instance William Carvalho, because I think it will be more more complete, so to speak. I think Moutinho gets a bit lost in this four-man four midfield. Okay, Vasco, what about Renato Sanchez? He made the big money move to Bayern Munich, very young. A lot of hype about the young midfielder. He came on at halftime against Croatia. What are, what's your overall assessment of Sanchez and how do you think Santos might utilize him going forward here? I think Renato Sanchez is exactly the kind of player that Portugal have been missing for quite a long time. He's a midfielder who has uh, who is not afraid of, of 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 moving forward with the ball of of breaking down the the, the opposition lines uh, i think his his value is incredible for the team i still think that his age shows uh, he has tremendous potential he still makes um, several mistakes while making decisions which is perfectly normal for a 19 year old I think it will depend a lot on his perspective of, of, of his will to learn. If he's willing to learn, I think he can be a tremendous player, yeah. And for the and for Portugal right now, I think he's, he's invaluable because he's the only midfielder, maybe João Mario, uh, but a bit behind. He's the only midfielder that can move forward, that can attract opponents to him, and he can then release the ball to players that 
instead of going one against three, he, then maybe they will go one against two or one one on one on the on the wings. And I think Renato Sanchez may, may prove pivotal. Well, let's talk about the opposition. Poland, they conceded the first goal of their tournament against Switzerland in the last mm-hmm. game. They lost it on a penalty shootout. They really, really took charge of that game and took their foot off the gas and, and couldn't couldn't get any control back against the Swiss. But uh, that suggests that there won't be an easy game for Portugal. How do you, how do you see it going here, Bashko? Well, I think it will be very, it will be quite hard, to be honest. I think Poland are very organized. They have they've had a tremendous qualifying campaign, uh, which included Germany, and um, I think uh, well to be it, to me it's a bit confusing to to be honest over the given the results of of both teams over the past couple of years the past few years, but I think Portugal will be the underdog in this particular match, and I think Poland do have the the. The, the skills and the players to to make Portugal suffer quite a bit, quite a bit. They're they're a tight tight uh, a tight knit team. They're difficult to penetrate. They have Lewandowski up front. They have Kristoviak uh, in the middle who doesn't make things easier. Uh, they have Kuba on the wings. It'll be it'll be complicated for Portugal to be honest. Poland are very closed. They're still sort of unable to finish matches. They might be a bit wary of Cristiano Ronaldo and co. And Portugal clearly don't have the offensive skills to, to just steamroll Poland and dominate. That's I think that's been very clear and that's been one of the evolutions of the past couple of years, is that Portugal have been slowly but steadily retracting to a, a role of underdogs. And uh, I, do, I wouldn't be surprised if it would be very, very close.